In a recent episode, we talked about all those muscles you use to push. Today, we'll talk about muscles that you use to pull. There are some primary ones, some leading roles, if you will, and some supporting characters, too. Let's break them down for you. Hey, hey, and welcome. This is Seth Jump, your professor for Anatomy on the Go. Welcome, welcome once again to another episode of the Anatomy on the Go podcast. I would invite you to go to anatomyonthego.com and subscribe if you have not done so already. When you do, you'll get a free ebook called Preparing to Ace Anatomy. It's designed to give you an edge in your learning, practicing, and reviewing of anatomy. And I'll keep you in the loop after you subscribe and send you a few other items as well. So why don't we get into the specific content for today's episode? Okay, here are the muscles that you will learn about today. You'll learn about trapezius. You'll learn about latissimus dorsi. You'll learn about the rhomboid muscles, both major and minor. You'll learn about the levator scapulae. I'd like you to consider the analogy of using a rope to pull an object. Let's just say in your house or outside your house somewhere. So let's just say you bought a new refrigerator and you're trying to move that refrigerator uh, to a particular countertop adjacent to your kitchen or in your kitchen. So you wrap a rope around the refrigerator and you put the moving men underneath uh, the refrigerator. Let's just say that rope is flat and you're pulling it directly towards you. So the movement of that refrigerator is just basically going to be determined by the orientation of that flat rope. You're just going to basically pull that that object, that refrigerator, directly towards you. And so let's actually just consider as well, let's just, you're going out to your garage, you have a lawnmower that you need to have service that's not working, so you need to move it into a truck. So you put a ramp on, on your tailgate, and then you attach a rope to the, to the lawnmower that you're pulling into your truck. And so when you pull on that rope, you're going to be pulling that lawnmower up the ramp into the truck. And so you're elevating that lawnmower. You're pulling the lawnmower up. So the orientation of that rope up towards you determines the direction in which you're pulling the lawnmower. Now, let's just say further, you have some object that you need to take off your roof. And so let's just assume that there's some sort of holiday decoration that's just stuck up there and you just, you need to attach a rope to it and then pull it down off the roof. And so you attach the the rope to it and the orientation of that rope is basically just determining that you are pulling that object down towards you. So, hey man, that's all fine and good, but why are you sharing this with us? What do refrigerators, lawnmowers, and holiday objects on the roof have to do with these axioappendicular muscles? Now, the reason I share this analogy with you is because you can consider a muscle being composed of hundreds of tiny muscle fibers that are arranged parallel to one another. So they're kind of like hundreds of tiny little ropes arranged parallel to one another. So the orientation of those fibers determines the direction in which it's pulling on a skeletal structure. So 
when you are thinking about these muscles, you're not memorizing these actions necessarily. You're thinking about the attachment sites. And then the action or how the muscle is pulling on these skeletal structures falls basically right in line because you're you're learning the orientation of the fibers. And then simply that just tells you, okay, these ropes are pulling in this direction. Therefore, this is the action. So if you have some muscle fibers that are attaching along the spine, the vertebral column, the spinous process of the vertebral column, and then let's just say in the neck, and then further attaching, the other attachment is going to be on the scapula. When those, when that muscle contracts, when all those tiny ropes pull, they're elevating the scapula. They're pulling the scapula toward the head. So that's the, you could think about the lawnmower being pulled up the ramp into the truck. Now, let's consider some fibers that are attaching along the vertebral column. We'll just say in the thoracic area, so middle back, and then ultimately attaching on the scapula as well. When those muscle fibers contract, they are pulling down on the scapula. Uh, and that's, in this case, it's called a depression of the scapula. So this is the analogy of pulling something off the roof. So basically what I've described for you are the uh, superior fibers and the inferior fibers of the trapezius muscle. Now trapezius is a bilateral muscle. That means it's on the left and the right side. And each of those muscles on the left and right sides looks like two big triangles pointing toward the shoulder. But then collectively, if you combine left and right together, it looks like a big old trapezoid, which is a shape in geometry that has four sides, and one set of those sides is parallel to uh, one another. And so this is actually, along with latissimus dorsi, is a big uh, superficial back muscle. And then we would actually have to peel these muscles away to see the muscles beneath or, or deep to these muscles, like the rhomboids, for example. So this muscle, the origin of this muscle is the posterior skull along the spine of the vertebral column as inferior all the way down to thoracic vertebrae down to T12. And then what it does is it inserts, the other attachment is the lateral third of the clavicle, the acromion, which is the lateral part of the scapula, and the spine of the scapula. And then what it does, you already know kind of what it does, but let's add a little bit more here. The upper fibers elevate the scapula. They pull the scapula toward the head. Let's just say in class, uh, later this week, you're asked a question you don't happen to know off the top of your head, and you shrug your shoulders. You're using your the superior fibers of your trapezius when you do that. So the middle fibers, if we go a little inferior to the superior fibers, these are the fibers that are horizontal, and they're responsible for scapular retraction, pulling the scapulae backward posteriorly. And then we have the lower fibers, also alluded to what those do as well. They actually depress the shoulder, depress the scapula. And so basically, uh, the upper and lower fibers as well, they work to rotate the scapula. And you can also think of uh, when you go to the gym and you do an overhead press, you can visualize this rotation as well. Now on yourself, as you listen to this, you can just confirm that you have muscle tension when you perform these actions. So grab a book, push it above your head, and simply just confirm that you have uh, tension in the superior fibers of your trapezius, the ones that anchor to the, to the neck back down to the scapula. And then also then uh, go ahead and retract, like a, perform like a rowing motion, and confirm that those middle fibers, the ones that move from the thoracic vertebrae to the scapula, are tensing in your back. Uh, they're, they're working together also with rhomboids, which we'll see here in a minute. 
So now if we go inferior to the trapezius, we're going to find the latissimus dorsi. This muscle is a big, broad muscle that comes from Latin. It lies flat on the back. And so the origin of this muscle, where this muscle starts, is actually the inferior angle of the scapula, the most inferior aspect of the scapula, along the spine of the vertebral column. And so we're talking about basically mid-thoracic through the lumbar vertebrae. And then we also have some fascia that it attaches to as well. It's called the thoracolumbar fascia, which supports uh, the back. Then lastly, it attaches along the iliac crest. This is actually the superior aspect of the pelvis. It's a, a crest you can actually feel on yourself as well. And the, these are all the origins of the latissimus dorsi. What it does then is it attaches over on the humerus, on the IT groove or sulcus. And then you also probably recall this from episode 18. You can also call this the bicipital groove. This is the groove that's between the two tubercles, between the greater and lesser tubercles on the front of the humerus. So basically it starts on the back, right? And then heads over to the front of the humerus. So when this muscle contracts. It's going to adduct the humerus, pull the humerus toward back toward the body, toward bendline. It's going to extend the shoulder, take the humerus backward, and then it's also going to internally or medially rotate the humerus toward midline. And so if you think of a lat pull down at the gym, you can visualize these different actions for the latissimus dorsi. Or perhaps even better, you can uh, perform either a chin-up or a pull-up, and you're going to recruit, you're going to call on your latissimus dorsi to help you perform that action, uh, pulling yourself up toward the bar. Now, if we want to take a look at some of these other muscles, we need to pull to the side these two superficial muscles, trapezius and latissimus dorsi. When we do, we're going to find the rhomboid major and the rhomboid minor. These are diamond-shaped muscles. The major is larger than the minor. It's also inferior compared with the minor, lower on the back. And so this actual muscle arises, the origin is along the spinous processes of the vertebrae, from the lower cervical to the mid-thoracic. And then what it's going to do, it's going to insert on the medial border of the scapula. So if you think about the orientation of those fibers then, basically horizontal, like the mid-trapezius uh, fibers, the middle trapezius. And when this muscle contracts, it's going to pull the scapulae backward and toward midline, which is retraction. So just like the middle trapezius fibers, this muscle, these muscles, rhomboid major and minor, are going to be involved in the rowing type motion. So hop on a rowing machine later today at the gym. Your rowing action there is going to recruit, it's going to call to action the, these rhomboid muscles, rhomboid major and rhomboid minor. Physical and mental fatigue is often the biggest barrier to success in any activity involving strength, endurance, and mental focus. I've been on the lookout for something that could help boost athletic performance during my training and workouts, which is why I'm so happy that I found the AminoCo. They offer 100% science-backed essential amino acid formula called Perform. Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher, Dr. Wolf, who has completed 62 marathons in under two hours and 30 minutes and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. Perform is keto-friendly, soy-free, vegan, gluten-free, without any nasty GMOs. Perform is formulated to minimize muscle breakdown during exercise and maximize muscle growth after exercise. 
I use Perform to give me a boost for my different workouts, including running on the treadmill, interval training, weight training, and martial arts training. I train jiu-jitsu and karate. Personally, I have noticed a boost in my ability to sustain my performance during exercise. I tend to notice less of a dip or a tapering off of muscular performance. I've also experienced improvements in mental clarity and focus. Also, as a huge bonus, it tastes delicious. If you're looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram-for-gram basis than any other protein source. You can check out their science by visiting aminoco.com anatomy. And while you're there, when you use the discount code anatomy, you get 30% off at checkout. One more time, visit aminoco.com anatomy and use the discount code anatomy for 30% off. So having discussed those big movers and where they're attached, and having given you a little analogy you could use for thinking of muscle fibers like ropes working as pulleys, let's talk about which ones are key for something simple like pulling something towards you at about the level of your torso. Now, Similar to what we consider for the muscles that push, because depending on changing the angle at which we push or pull, the muscles will work differently. So the key muscles for pulling are the trapezius, those middle fibers, right? Those more directly involved in retraction of the scapula. The latissimus dorsi would be a prime mover, extension of the humerus, right? Drawing the arm posteriorly. The deltoid muscle as well. Talked about that in muscles that push episode. However, in this case, we would be using the posterior deltoid for extension of the humerus to pull an object back towards you. Rhomboid major and minor muscles would be active in pulling. As you pull an object backward, the rhomboids are pulling the shoulder blades, the scapulae back, good old retraction. Now as you pull something back towards you, you generally are flexing at the elbow as well. So you would be calling on the biceps brachii and brachialis muscles. Biceps brachii has a short and a long head attaching to the coracoid process and supraglenotubercle, respectively, and those two heads then insert on the radial tuberosity. Brachialis attaches on the humerus and then also on the proximal ulna at the ulnar tuberosity coronoid process of the ulna. And then yes, of course, in a supporting way, the long head of the triceps brachii, since it crosses the shoulder joint, would promote extension of the humerus. Now, would you add anything else to this particular description? What about ways you could pull, perhaps at different angles, like pulling up towards you, perhaps something up a ramp? What about pulling down towards you? What if you pulled and then extended your back to assist the rest of the way? Think about it. There's a little bit of homework for you. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you which muscle is being described. I'll give you a brief set of descriptors, and you tell me the muscle being described. So here's the descriptor. This muscle attaches to the medial border of the scapula deep to the superficial back muscles. So of the ones we chatted about today, you would mention rhomboid major and minor muscle. Along with its friends, it attaches to the olecranon process. So that would be 
Triceps Brachii. We chatted mostly about the long head of Triceps Brachii today, but its friends include the medial border, or excuse me, the medial head of the Triceps Brachii, and also the lateral head of the Triceps Brachii. Now, this muscle inserts on the lateral humerus about one-third down and can flex, extend, and abduct the humerus. That description is describing the deltoid muscle. And then lastly, this is a superficial back muscle that enables you to shrug your shoulder, and it can also uh, retract the scapulas. And you would say trapezius for that one. Well, thanks for joining me in today's episode. Hey, think about those questions I've asked you in the Muscles That Push and Muscles That Pull episodes today's episode. Now, what do you think? You want a deeper dive in an upcoming podcast? Or are there activities, movements that you do regularly that you'd like to explore with respect to muscles being used? Shoot me a message if you do. If so, if you think of anything. Well, that's it. Hope you have a good week. And until the next episode drops, all the very best. Good luck with your studying. I'll see you later.